Welcome to Get Heavy Podcast. It's so nice with that light ring right there. Can you there. hear yourself, Danny? I can. Uh, you guys are definitely louder than I am. Okay. That's so okay. let me turn yeah. I don't let like to hear myself anyways. Okay. Um, you te- let me test your mic real quick. Hey, 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 hey. Talk? Hey, how's it going? How you doing? Out okay, there? so you're three. All right. Rocking and rolling. Jay, talk a little bit. Hey, no. Hey, no. Hey, no. I can't hear me. I can't hear you at all. Yeah. Interesting. Weird. Usually everybody can hear. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there, there go, it baby. is. Now all you're right, back, baby. All right, all right, all right. It's kind of nice with this light ring here. Fucking a. Are, yeah. We got it, Kenny. Yeah. Are we rolling, dude? Are we rolling. This is it official, huh? Hey, man, this oh, light yeah. ring. You can't see Kenny for shit. Do you know how much nicer that is? <laughs> yeah. You can still smell the funk. You yeah, get that well, Wainimi junk going on over there. There it is, dude. Anyway, uh, welcome to Get Heavy Podcast, Danny Walker. Danny. Thanks for coming in live, welcome, man. Welcome, 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 man. It's How are you guys doing? Doing well. Great, man. Doing well. Um, feel free, adjust that mic however you need to. Get it, you know. Worried. How's this? It's good, yeah. Oh, Not yes. a fist very, from Very attractive from this angle. General rule. But, uh, dude, we did one before during COVID. It fucking, I mean, it was fun to talk to you, but totally way better life. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's absolutely. nice to have you here. Uh, sorry for all the uh, delays, but it is what it is. That's okay. Like I said, I got nothing going on today. I know, right? We're just hanging out. You got new jobs, new bands, new music, fucking all kinds of shit. Yeah, keeping busy. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. What, uh, so help me pronounce this. Evictus? Avitus. 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 I'm a fucking moron. And I, I'm like, it's okay. Avitus. 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 I like Avitus better. Avitus sounds like Adidas. Do you know what it means? It's a Latin man's name. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Cool. Well, it's and fucking. I guess it translates to the old world. Oh, okay, the old world. So, okay. who came up with the name? Uh, guitarist and vocalist Avi Tomer. Okay. Who is from Oklahoma City? Okay. Uh, oh. And I started talking to this guy over the years, um, especially after the par- departure with uh, Intronaut. Mm-hmm. He was interested in uh, you know writing some music mm-hmm. over the internet. And he does all. Does he do everything else? And you're just playing the drums. Is there is there other musicians? Well, you? we have uh, other musicians join us on each release. The mm-hmm. first one we had a couple members of a band called Black Crown Initiate. Oh, okay, death metal band. Yeah, yeah. So their vocalist and bass player. Okay. Uh, subbed in on that. Awesome. So that was a uh, an EP called Machina. Okay. And then we have another EP called Pattern Recognition. That's the one that just came out. Came out in January of this year. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, and it's fucking it's wild, dude. I was cool. listening, I was jamming it the last couple of days. It's, awesome. I mean, it has obviously elements of you, you know what I mean, all over the place. But the music itself is, you know, it's it's fucking sporadic and then it's pretty, you know what I mean? Like right. there's a lot of cool shit in there, man. It's it's got all the elements. It's you know, it's mm-hmm. a, essentially a progressive metal band, but it's got some post metal elements as well. Hmm. Um and I'm still continuing to write with him. He's, you know, at the moment sending me, you know, tracks, yeah, guitar ideas. Any plans uh, to play or do any of that shit? Not right now. Not right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's literally just a project, not necessarily a band. I mean, because it's just he and I. Right. Uh, there's not no solid lineup. 
Yeah. So. It, how do you feel? Because like, you spent many, many years in bands touring, right? And the, mm-hmm. the path is write album, record album, play album repeat. live for a year, <laughs> or whatever, year and a half, whatever it is. Yeah. Rinse and repeat, right? But now it's like, do you think ch- COVID has changed it? Or do you think people are like, the, I mean, you can just do all these fucking projects now, dude. And it's like. Well, just, you know, with technology in general, but I think, you know, the pandemic had something to do with that because i mean we really just had no choice but so at that point because i've i've i listened to a lot of other like podcasts and stuff and one of the things i've gotten from a lot of the musicians that i was that i am into that there are like hey man now it's really cool because i can write i can play this drums and do this and then i just send it to them and now it's just all the COVID stuff just enhanced it so that everybody is like, Oh, okay, let's do this. Everyone. Yeah. Because like, yeah, like, yeah, like I'm a hip hop head. So it's like, Dre is like, okay, let me send this beat to this person out here in Detroit or wherever, and then let them listen to it. And then they can send it back to me. You know what I mean? So whether it's, I can play this guitar riff and then I can send it to Danny and Danny's going to go, okay, let me, yeah. Let me see what I can lay in there. And yeah. then you guys can put it all together. But it's been a thing. But I think COVID has just really made it to where you're like, oh, we have to do this. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I mean, you could literally start a band with people in different parts of the world. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the majority of the people that I've worked with since then, I've never even played in a room with them. <laughs> Dude, it's, see, it's so, so weird. Nuts. Man. It's so, so weird. nuts. You know? Yeah. So weird. Yeah. I mean, how do you, does it change things for you? It has to. I mean, it, it definitely lacks cohesiveness right. now. Right. There's a certain beauty about being in a room oh. with a band and just yeah. vibing off of each other. And, you know, and then when you're, you know, going through email, you know, you're taking notes and, oh, it, uh, you know, the one second and, or <laughs> sorry, the one minute and 20 second mark, <laughs> this part, I was thinking, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's super tedious. The process tedious. is longer. It, it's, right? yeah. you know, Opposed to just having a conversation up front in a room, right? And, and, get, and you get quicker. that connection. You know, one exactly. of the coolest experiences that I'll I'll always hold in my life mm-hmm. was there's a musician in town named Jonathan Raffetto, mm-hmm. and he had a band called the Jonathan Raffetto Band, and it was a bunch of local guys, and it was kind of kind of hippieish type mm-hmm. stuff. But me and a buddy of mine went over there to watch him practice, and they're all high level, amazing musicians, mm-hmm. and to watch, you know, to watch the drummer and the bass player talking back and forth and joking with each other while the guitar player and the vocalist are going back and forth. And like, everybody's, yeah. you know, the whole vibe, it was great. I sat there for like three, four hours, just not really even talking. Well, I was high as fuck. I smoked a lot of weed. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was super fucking stoned, yeah, but just happen. to watch the energy between the different people switch back and forth and like everybody's like so start talking to the bass player about what do you think about this line like you said to do it in person is just such a more personal energy you know and that that will reflect in the albums you know yeah Mm -hmm. but i mean when you're talking about doing the music that's so technical that you i mean everything you do is whether it's ozorn which was relatively mellow music wise for you i mean it might is that i mean i know you play with uh uh, was it, who's a blues guy? John, uh, blind John Pope. Yeah, but I, and but that shit's still complicated, right? But yeah, Ozone you know, was it, so like mellow it just, for it, but yeah, you made it, just it has so such a, a emotional vibe to it, <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, you know certainly yeah. heavy music, and you know, 
I'm very much familiar with that and mm-hmm. enjoy that as well. You right. Know, it doesn't always need to be technical. Yeah. Is it, it is it, the John Palm uh is the John Pope shit, is that like a weirder thing for you to step outside of and do? No, not not necessarily. I mean I, I think the first time I ever had to like step step it down, tone it down was when I uh filled in drumming for Jezu. Yeah. On the ISIS yeah, tour. That's because right. and that was actually yeah. my first time playing to a click track live. You don't so play I could actually I did with Intronaut yeah, uh, okay. in the later part of our career, but yeah. um, I had never done that live before. Wow. But I had to with them because there was so, a lot of backtracking. So, yeah. There were extra layers of guitars. There were keys mm-hmm. and samples that had to be aligned. Right. Um, so I could really feel, you know, the push and pull where I wanted to, like, rush. And I'm, like, fighting right. this click track, but you have to, like... Wow, yeah. you know, because there's always been an argument that really the cool. drummer for ACDC is the best drummer on earth because it's straight tempo all the fucking time. You know I mean, it's, like, it's yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's weird, though, because as a live band, you naturally want to speed up in parts. and You naturally play slower, depending on how mm-hmm. the, you get like this group mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes Wrath would play shows and it would be fucking 100 miles an hour. But that's what it needed. You know, the crowd was a punk crowd. They wanted to pit. Right, and then sometimes you'd play that shit, and it's like slower than the, fuck, the live you know? vibe like, is totally different so than the studio. Weird. I mean, there's adrenaline. Right. I mean, everybody plays faster live, just right. automatically. And to you, it feels like you're playing the tempo of the record. Until, right. Yeah. You know, you see a YouTube video of yourself <laughs> or you know, like, <laughs> camera phone. Yeah. Like, oh my god. For me, what it was is I went back a few years <laughs> later, and after the wrath broke up, and I listened to some of the songs, and I went. I couldn't fucking play that fast to save my own life right now. You know what I mean? I just was shocked at how fast we recorded. You know what I mean? And you're all motherfucker. That would have been nice to not fucking do that to myself. Because now you're like, and that's the bar. You know what I mean? You're just fucking dying, you know? But Yeah, and you know, another thing I learned doing that Jezu gig was not only to just, you know, pace yourself and be locked in Mm -hmm. with that click, but just to be simplistic. I mean, basically you're to drum for that band you're emulating a drum machine right and right. it's very simple you yeah know? how is you're he not going to be filling it up and going crazy you're right just simple right. in the pocket how was he to work with so uh, jesse awesome is, just for jay if people yeah. don't know jesse justin broderick is in a million fucking bands jesse is the latest iteration yeah he was uh in the early stages of napalm death he played guitar in that yeah. and then he was in uh godflesh and godflesh was a big big band back in the day just yeah. real quick so you understand I don't know any of this shit. Yeah. And, and the way, like, I listen to you, same thing. I yeah, listen yeah. to you all week long mm-hmm. because he says, hey, this, this is coming on. Mm-hmm. And then he sends me, these are the bands that he's played in. Right. And then once that happens, I start listening. And then I, I've been listening to you all week long. And yeah. I'm sorry. Wow. No, man. It was, it was, it's a, what was cool for me is listening to the different bands. And I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure who the first one I was listening to that he sent me, but I was listening to it and I'm like, Oh, this is just rush on speed. Like, but it was because of your drumming was forefront to the whole sound was really was your drumming. Mm. And then everything else was kind of back up to that. Mm. And it really stood out, man. It was insane. And I, 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 all my vehicles have stupid stereo systems in them. I mean, I spend, I think my (laughs) truck's stereo is like seven grand. So Jesus. when I'm cruising down the road and I've got it turned really, really up, man, you hear 
everything, man. Yeah, and it man. was so beautiful <laughs> to just hear you hammering in it, you know, and just right on. Just, <laughs> a, I mean, yeah. like hear you hitting these different symbols and and the the everything was just out of bounds, man. Oh, it was R- awesome. Rush was definitely influenced growing up i mean you know my father had those records in the household i mean there's a wow, lot of yeah. classic rock is that but an old man shot some, right there but, but some, like, some prog like stuff you know yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, you know he had some rush and yes records a oh, uh, little uh, king crimson yes, yeah uh, but also you know threat you know led zeppelin and the who and black mm-hmm. sabbath i mean if nobody's know. ever gonna say that bono's not the greatest yeah. you know i mean he was a definitely a goat animal for sure. man mm-hmm. you know yeah but neil pert's also you could really i don't know which uh, which song or which couple of songs or which album i wish I'd, i i could remember but i was again i was driving but i could just hear the neil pert like you could just <laughs> but it was because you're doing this stuff that that not a lot of people can really do and bring out and be able to do it all the time i mean you were just and just I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. You, well, you welcome, know? welcome to it, being friends with Danny Walker. Yeah. Time yeah. Play, you're like, fuck, yeah. Fuck. As soon as I got, well, as even soon as I got to the bar, because yeah. I was listening to the truck on the way to the bar. Yeah. As soon as I got to the bar, I called him and was like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, this is crazy, crazy man. You, you know, you know as, as much as I like playing technical music, I don't necessarily listen to a lot of technical music. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. Listening to stuff like Jezu or Pink Floyd or Mogwai right, right. or you Mellow, know, lo- yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. I find that as as I get older, you know, like we grew up in the same fucking world, right? It was yeah. fucking grind or die all mm-hmm. day. You know, I mean, you know, it was just it was a fuck. We were a bunch mm-hmm. of fucking nightmares, punk, <laughs> punk and hardcore, punk, hardcore and, metal. Yeah, yeah. You know, all that, <clears throat> as extreme as you could possibly get. And as mm-hmm. I get older, I found that I drew more influence from mellower shit yeah like, i mean i got super into godspeed you black emperor years ago yeah. that band changed my 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 life fucking neurosis obviously which we're going to be talking about here pretty soon mm-hmm. um shit like that is like what i found later as i was still playing like gnarly fucking music i found way more influence from the mellower shit mm-hmm. or stuff that was different outside my box you know what i mean it's, right. it's i think you have to otherwise you will be stuck in that tragedy fucking loop you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. forever, which yeah. is, there's nothing wrong with it. If you're tragedy or his hero is gone, but mm-hmm. it's where do you, is that where you want to live forever? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I agree. That's a trip, man. <laughs> um, I did. So I, is there, I know you want to chew with Jesse. How was working with Justin Broderick? Was it? Cause he's a legendary figure in our fucking world. Super legendary, I mean, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, that was kind of like a fanboy for moment sure, for me. Right? And I had <laughs> yeah. to like be subdued and just be like, Oh my God. Cause that was just a, a total accident. And I've talked to people about this before, but I landed that gig because I was at, um, I think it was early 2007. Uh, it was the El Rey in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I went to a neurosis concert right. and it was, um, Red Sparrows and Grails. Right, 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 yeah. And I happened to be backstage hanging out with Matt Jacobson, mm-hmm. uh, the co-founder of Relapse Records, and, you know, I had worked with a lot of bands at the time on mm-hmm. that label. And uh, it was uh, Mark Thompson from Hydrahead, who, oh, mind yeah, you, fuck. was wasted yeah. out of his mind backstage. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. hammered. He's <laughs> yeah. like, hey, Danny, you know, you want to play drums for Jezu? got this tour booked with 
ISIS and Torch and, you know, they need a drummer. Ted Parsons is having some health issues and he can't do it. What do you say? And I'm like thinking, dude, this guy isn't even going to remember our conversation the next (laughs) day. No way in hell. So we exchange contact. I give him my email and literally 10 a.m. the next morning, he puts me in contact with Justin. Mm -hmm. I'm already getting a set list, the details on the tour. Um, but the problem was, is that uh, Jezu had trouble getting their work visas. Oh. So, okay. Intranet ended up filling in the dates for the first half of the tour, basically waiting for Jezu to make it over. Really? We thought it would be maybe the first couple of shows. Yeah. You know, San Diego and Arizona, boom, and then they make it over. We ended up doing going as far as philly no way that's how many you shows we ended up so we did half the tour finally like on a whim essentially yeah right? finally yeah. the guys with jezu make it over in new york mm. so this is at the irving plaza it's a sold out show my first time ever playing in a room with these guys i just studied this shit on my headphones when i used to work at borders books right you know yeah. doing yeah. inventory Jesus. yeah and i would just rehearse it in my head so I think we discussed the set backstage, and then, boom, curtains are drawn, sold-out show. I'm playing with my hero in front of me, and I got to nail it. Yeah. And that was that. That was a first – did that you get a, a practice in? Holy Nothing first show? shit, no. dude. That's crazy. I fucking died. Yeah. I think I died, dude. And, I you know, I like die. Steve from Torch is side stage, and he's all giddy. It's like, you're going to kill it, dude. It's going to be fine. <laughs> But secretly thinking, wow. like, oh, I'm going to love it when he fucking tanks this thing, dude. <laughs> right. Which is crazy because it, it, it's so simple. It's so I slow. Know. But playing to a click, I just – and some of those parts drag on for so long. Yeah. They go about It's easy to just kind more, of forget how yeah. many measures I've <laughs> yeah. gone through already. Like, No, this is 32. Fuck, there's 15, yeah. 16 more. What the fuck, you know? But anyways, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, <laughs> and the tour ended up fine. I mean, like yeah, I said, he, I, he seems like he couldn't be anything besides a mellow dude. You know super, what I mean? like, uh, you know, total stoner, yeah. but like so hyper when he speaks. You know, oh really? Super, his music is so depressing. It is. But you hang out with him, and he's just like so a, jolly. <laughs> yeah, you know? he gets like, it all out. Yeah, in the music. yeah super that hyper. therapy. Yeah, yeah, totally, bro. Yeah, it's a so trip, do man. you think that doing that like and having to like slow it down and control it and and come at it at a different angle? like helps you later like to see things differently and to maybe up your game. You know what I mean? I think because so. all of a sudden think, you're you're I, you're stepping out of your box. Yeah, I think it definitely had its benefits for sure to just uh kind of subdue yourself, play the parts and uh serve the music. Right. Yeah. And not be, you know, jerking off all over the place on your right. drums yeah. and being the star. It's like no. Yeah. You know music first yeah you know just hold down the beat and the tempo yeah yeah i mean that's uh, what like james brown when somebody would step out of the tempo he'd turn around and point at him and go hey yeah (laughs) fifty dollars oh he'd charge him oh yeah you you can hear in some of his live recordings and he'll turn around and he'll say he'll you'll point to somebody and be like and they just got charged fifty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they they they, they fucked up the they pain, went the, bop the bop pace. bop instead of bop 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 bop. Yeah, and then so, that's is there anything that's it. anything more gangster than that? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Well, we've he talked was, about it. Like, yeah, he, we've he talked was, about those Buddy Rich fucking tapes. Have you heard those? The Buddy Rich fucking tapes of him screaming oh, to people screaming on the bus. To people and shit. Yeah. yeah, we fucking we've. I think we played one on here once, but 
Have you already heard those actual fucking recordings? They're on YouTube. I've seen some stuff. It's insane, yeah. dude. Yeah, he fucking... Because I think his son lives in... His son's from here, or his grandson or something. Oh, that really? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I've, I've dealt with him at DW when I worked there. And it was a nightmare. I'll tell you that much. I don't know him that well, but... I, I, ate, fucking, I, I mean, like, yeah. I think all of us at some point in time... <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm a little older than you guys. So I remember being a little kid watching Buddy Rich, yeah. like watching him on the Muppets and then going, what the fuck is this? And yeah. then, then after that, we didn't have YouTube or nothing. So you just hope you can find him somewhere. Yeah. And then anytime you could see that he was going to play, you're like, holy shit, I, w- I want to watch this, you yeah. know, because he was so just out of bounds, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He is nuts, man. I mean, who do you, I mean, I know it's easy to jump at the fucking big ones, but who, who like, what drummer do you watch every time? And you go, fuck this. Like and how hard is that general. nowadays? <laughs> wow, I mean, you know, you know, still to this day, uh, Thomas Hake from Meshuga mm-hmm. is just it's a machine. And it's just insane, a, a groove monster. Yeah, that's uh, insane. You know, and I've had the opportunity to tour alongside those guys, and I oh would, really? I would watch him every single night. And you got a uh, Matt Garska from Animals as Leaders, right. who's on the top of his game, who yeah. just uh, recently started. Uh, endorsing DW. Oh, really? So, okay, yeah. cool. That's good. That's a good move for them. Yeah, for yeah. sure. How do you spell sugar? Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Just type yeah. in more sugar. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Meshuggah, I I got on a big sugar kick oh, like Jesus in the last Primity. few months, dude. I mean, I never, I listened to him, but I never fucking listened to him like a, a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, there's some of those riffs I don't think I could play to save my children's lives, dude. You know what I mean? Like guitar wise, it's unfucking real. And then you find out like one of those albums that dude recorded all of his drums just like digitally, like programmed them or something. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't, is that true? I don't know. Yeah. He just like programmed them all and was like, "Here, I work good." You know, it just sends them out. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck, yeah. man? It's no, insane. but it, you know, it's so groovy, so insanely technical, but so dark and hypnotic at yeah. the same time. You just kind of get lost in it. Yeah. And. I just could never stop listening to those guys. Yeah. You know, every album is good, you know, every fucking album. So, you know, and they never, they never disappoint you, dude. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) ever. It's insane. Every album I've listened to, I'm like, fucking Meshuggah, dude. That's it. You know? And, uh, you know, talk about like an extension, you know, of Neil Peart. I mean, Bron Daler and Mastodon. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. A band that I've toured with a couple times. And again, just fucking having the opportunity to sit side stage and just watch these guys do their thing every single night. It's just yeah. fucking mind blowing. Yeah. You know? And yeah. a total inspiration. I I I'm a giant clutch fan. And clutch is great. I Mastodon I, toured with them I, a lot. I, and I, I that's how I got into Mastodon was going mm-hmm. to watch Clutch. Mm-hmm. And and Clutch it, like it, like I kinda thought that, that certain genre of metal was kind of gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and like more rock oriented. Yeah, like yeah. the first time when I first yeah. and the only time I ever heard the Wrath, mm-hmm. I was like, "Holy shit, man! This is what I'm fucking talking about." Yeah, you know. And then later on, I got into Clutch and found Clutch. And then when I got into Clutch, then I started finding like Orange Goblin and Mastodon and all these different offsprings of that. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, "Oh, okay, it's all still here." Yeah, you know, right. you just got to find it. You know, yeah. which I, I think is a basis for all music. You know, it's all still there. It's just you don't have three bands at the top, and that's all anybody right. hears. Right. It's just all you just have to look. Then you, know? you, you know, you got bands like, you know, 
Red Fang and Torch. Red Fang's so are, good, dude. You know, yeah. so heavy, oh so God. so heavy and downtuned, but so poppy at the same yeah. time. Yeah. So like melodic. Yep. Yeah. Makes you, you feel know. good. Yeah. You, you really get into it and you're happy. Yeah. You know? Mutoid Man, you know. Oh, yeah, Mutoid Man is very good, dude. Have you I, heard, have you listened to the new Caven record? I have, yeah. I've been listening yeah. to that a have lot. You? I was actually listening to that on my Were you? <laughs> yeah. That have you heard there's like so the new Caven I've been jamming a little bit. It's not I have a hard relationship with Steven Brodsky. Mm-hmm. Is it just there was a point at which his voice just went fucking weird on me and mm-hmm. It never seems to fit in with the music. I honestly think this last one is the most cohesive. Like with, I, I don't know, maybe it's just my bias from Until Your Heart Stops, the old records, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that was... Um, but that I really was... did like all the other shit too. Uh, oh God, what was it when they fucking kind of changed their style after that? I can't remember the record now, but um, the last one, I, I do like it a lot, but... I, there was also a new botch song they just released too. Yeah, I don't know if you heard that uh-huh. shit. I did. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's, it's so weird. It's like everything from my late teens, early twenties. They're like all all those bands are like, yeah, let's fucking throw another one out there. You yeah, know? and it's it's all been pretty good, man. You know, it's like all that like artsy, Hydrahead era mm-hmm. of hardcore. You know, the, the Converge, Coalesce, mm-hmm. Cave, and Botch, all, all that stuff. I mean, that was the shit that really inspired. To start uphill battle. Oh, for sure. You know? yeah, but just with blast beats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. I mean, Converge has always been handling it, dude. I mean, just from mm-hmm. day fucking one, which I don't I don't know that you'd like Converge. Remote. It's pure chaos, like, the whole time, you know? I showed my daughter The Locust the other day, and she was like, I like this. And I'm all, yeah. She it's insane. Dig, dig the outfits. <laughs> yeah. It's The Locust is an insane fucking band. But, yeah, it's just so weird how a lot of those, you know, our legacy bands are – fucking coming they're coming back dude you know they're hitting that 20 30 years you know what mm-hmm. is it? i guess it's 20 years now essentially mine are all dying so yeah like, your guys mine are all dying yeah, you right. know yeah you're and, losing all yeah. your people already yeah. past rehab yeah. you know they went to rehab 10 years ago for sure now dude. they're all just fucking dying of liver cancer yeah but, hey, hey kenny is that my phone right there hand me that bad boy is that mine cool it's gonna make a call no. and my first time seeing the locust was with uh Jenny Piccolo, Asak, and Phobia yeah. at the PCH Club yep. in Wilmington in Los Angeles, that ghetto. I have a VHS of that show. Oh, okay. Really? I literally recorded it, dude. Yeah. Which the Locust was a band that was nuts, but eventually what they did is like they would dress as bugs and the music was fucking chaotic. The drummer died recently, man. Which yeah. that drummer I was I was in high school. <laughs> I was like I mean you know, I was like 16 or something. Watching the drummer for the Locust is unfucking real, dude. That mm-hmm. guy puts in work. I, he would throw up every show because he was like, oh, you know, just, yeah. it was fucking chaos, you know. But um, plus yeah. that spot had no PCH ventilation. Was nuts, dude. <laughs> yeah. PCH. You know, just Dystopia would play there all the time. Mm-hmm. I remember one time Dystopia played. Uh, someone broke the toilet and the place flooded. <laughs> no way. It was just God. It we're, was so okay, crust. Remind me where was it? <laughs> Wilmington. In Wilmington. In okay. Los Angeles, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah, sort of near San Pedro. Yeah, okay. Because we used to go to there all the time, and it, I, I, I was like young enough to not really pay attention to shit. You know what I mean? I never mm-hmm. drove. I always drove with Pat Bailey. You know, shout out to Pat Bailey. Um, but yeah. uh, um, every time I went there, this is PCH was a hole in the fucking wall, like in an abandoned building essentially right i don't even yeah. know i mean and it was in the they, middle of nowhere just three, in an industrial area an industrial by area, the railroad track 300 fucking yeah. people would show up to a place it really <clears throat> could fit maybe a hundred you know was it mean? all ages yeah oh yeah all ages yeah. no one gave a fuck you'd nothing. pay you'd pay like you know three dollars five dollars for a show right yep 
Everyone's drinking forties in the parking mm. lot. It yeah. smells like shit. Yeah, it was insane, uh, dude. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like, man, what happened to that shit? You know, but it is still happening. I think you know. You see those shows with um those bands under the bridges in L.A. Have you seen any really? of that shit? Have you, dude? They're oh, that was no. coming coming out of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. What was that? I saw Straight some Hate or something. What's that band called? I, I, yeah, I don't know. Some crazy hardcore band, but they were doing shows under the bridges in L.A. And there was a point at which, right after the pandemic. Four, five hundred kids are there, and they're fucking. Uh, they're shooting. The cops started coming in, and so people are on the bridge, and they're shooting fucking fireworks to the cops and shit. It, it, bonfires everywhere. It was chaos, you know. So see, and they say that fucking LA is dead. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, we're still just waiting for a riot. Yeah. Well, Ventura's too mellow, I think, dude. Yeah. No, one hundred percent. Yeah, but we can go down there and watch. Jump in. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm not jump jumping in. Dude. Shit. Yeah. I'll drive you down there and videotape it. Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be good for views. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I want to talk about this Neurosis shit, dude. It's crazy, right? It is super crazy. I mean, I'm still today, I'm trying to process this. Right. Like I said, last night, I, I couldn't even go to sleep just thinking about it. I'm just scrolling on my phone, reading articles, and, um, you know, obviously – the first thing I read was his post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scott, Scott Kelly. So for those crazy, of you who don't yeah. know who Neurosis is, I'll just give it, you know, for people that may listen to this may not know. Neurosis is, I mean, I'm going to say it's our generation's Pink Floyd. They're very dark, very heavy. They invented the word sludge metal. You know what I mean? Like back in the mid-90s. I mean, they've been around since the fucking 80s. This band, everyone that heard them, it changed their opinion on music. It's if you liked heavy shit, right? Right. I mean, and, they they paved the way for you know, you know that term post metal. Right. I mean, bands like ISIS and mm-hmm. Pelican and what have you. I mean, that's all neurosis. That's yeah. Where that's I, I mean, from. you could even say Tool, Melvin's, yeah. uh-huh. fucking every band ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Neurosis was there since 1985 oh, as a shit. bunch of punk rockers in Oakland, and there was a point at which their music fucking changed. They went from there's a record called uh, Souls at Zero. Things fucking change. Masterpiece. Yeah, they went from like a gnarly fast punk band to an experimental, heavy, fucking slow band that used synthesizers and noise and all kinds of shit. I didn't know how to identify it, to be honest. Right, 100%. You know, is it metal? Is it... Yeah, who fucking knows? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was insane, you know. And uh, so I've been a... Since literally 1997, I saw a video of them playing it. Um, uh, what's the fucking Ozfest festival, right? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> they were playing the song called Locust Star, off this record called Through Silver and Blood, and it it fucking blew my mind. You know what I mean? And from that point on, from 1997, they have been consistently my favorite band of all fucking time. I mean, I got it on my hand. It's on the wall. I've got a tattoo He's as well. Got, yeah, yeah. Danny's, oh, shit. Danny's also a huge fan of this band, right? So yeah. they mean the fucking world to us. Dude. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's 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 so crazy to hear this news. So the first post we read is, and we all kind of text each other at the same time, was the post from Scott Kelly, right? Um, and I actually almost wanted to read it. I don't know if it's a pretty long post. Bro. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll. Uh, I'll fucking. Basically, uh, I'll summarize it. But where is it here? <clears throat> So does this mean we have to take the banner down? No. I don't think so. What do you think, bud? 
I think we can keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's just such a hard one because it's, I mean, it's, it's not like I'm going to burn their records or anything. It's, right, yeah. You know, so We here, just know the dude's a dick. It's, you know, one musician out of four others. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, and that's, and again, it just, it we've talked about all this, and, and I'm sure we'll keep talking about it because it just keeps popping up, but, you know, you can't crucify everybody for somebody's actions and we need to figure out like what made this person be like this and what can he do to then redeem himself. Right. Everything right. I'm reading, everybody's like, fuck that punk. He's a chump, whatever. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what was his fucking dad like? Oh, where did yeah. he you know, come from? Supposedly you know? this had been going on for, for quite years, some time. Years and years and years. Uh, I didn't know this reading his post, but then right. I kind of followed up and I, I, uh, to- two a, totally different posts, man. Uh, yeah. Sanford yeah. Parker's post, yeah, that, who was in yeah. a couple bands yeah. with him. So here, here's the here's the synopsis. Of, this is the post that I got fucking yesterday, essentially. Well, two what two days ago, Sunday, from Scott Kelly, the guitar player, one of the main songwriters for Neurosis. Right. Okay. For the past several years, I've engaged in emotional, financial, and verbal abuse of my wife and younger children. When I became paranoid that people were going to find out, I always found ways to keep my wife and kids from work and school and created divisions with their friends and family and members. I became obsessed with control, used threats, manipulation, threats of self-harm, suicide, inflicted physical damage on people and their reputations all to keep that under control. Right. So basically he goes on to say that when his, when it finally came out that it was going to fucking come out because his wife and them are living in fucking terror, you know, he did made moves to fucking basically, I mean, not, just keep them away, right? Take their money, fucking yeah. all kinds of shit, right? I stalked and harassed my wife na- day and night, caused her and our youngest uh, to live in constant state of fear. I've lied and told half the truth to so many people, and so much of this I can't keep track of them. I don't want to lie about this anymore. I love my wife to no end. She's the best person that I know. She's intensely honest, loving, good to her core. This letter is a massive simplification of the irreparable damage that I have caused and the unforgivable things I've done to her and our kids, right? So when you read this full post, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I get a – I mean, initially you're shocked, right? Because it's – I don't know anything about neurosis. I know Steve Von Till is a fucking the – other, the other guy is like a total weirdo, pagan, naturist dude. Like, they're fucking weirdos, you know what I mean? And rightfully so. Well, I think he's a history teacher or something. He's yeah, a- he's a teacher, you know. But – I don't know them personally. I've never had any interaction with them. I love the music. I know it's from a dark place, dude. Neurosis music <laughs> is from the darkest fucking places. On I mean, Bay, 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 yeah. Bay Area, like, 80s. Yeah, you know, I mean, and it's just like, like yeah, the dude. name. Yeah. yeah, neurosis. It's not like yeah. it's like, hey, it's not neurosis just in itself right. screams dark. Dark, yeah. Shitty, and their, their, you know. their music has helped me get through some pretty some dark, dark times. Shit. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I really um, need you to start, just like twice a week. Send me new, send shit. You new shit. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, Mashugas. When you read that post, happen. my initial thought was like, "Fuck, man, that's kind of like I, I wanted to, you know, commend him for almost. like being you being did, super right? honest and kind of owning up to his shit and like, well, you know, I'm gonna do something about this, which I hope he does. Yeah, but then it's like, well, you know, what are the intentions here? Is this like a PR stunt? That's right. Which a lot of people thought it right. was. Upon um, second reading, dude, that's the vibe I got. This is it, a, and and it's and it confirmed it today when Neurosis actually put out a fucking statement, right? Which I'm gonna read that too. But, um, 
it felt very fucking manipulative and it mm-hmm. felt very fucking narcissistic because yes, you're admitting all of your failures and shit, but in the end saying that you are going to do your best to protect your family. And, and it's like, and, dude, you are the throwing one. all the stuff out there yeah. about how your wife is the best person. Right. And like, yeah. is this is a suck up. Like it, it you're is, trying yeah. to cover just, your fucking you're trying to cover your ass. controlling you that narrative. Yeah. Totally dude. Yeah. 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 And look, man, and, and, and I'm going to stick to this one, but it's like, where did you come from? Sure. What, what did you grow up with? Right. And you may lose everything, but hopefully you actually go get some real help and talk to real people and stop with your fucking bullshit Mm -hmm. and get some serious help because people that do all of this come from all of that. They don't just all of a sudden turn into some manipulative narcissist asshole. Right. They were taught by whatever male Roma or female. Cause you know, I mean, we can't say that. You know, their women are perfect, you know, you know, yeah, no faults, yeah. no, yeah, faults, no faults ever, right? No, uh-uh, uh-uh, hashtag me too, hashtag me too. We going there? Yeah, no, oh, we, we don't have I go there every chance I he get, does all the time. fuck that, Yeah, it's bullshit, man, yeah. we're all equally at fault at different levels, right. no matter what gender you decide we're you want to be. We're all capable of being a piece of shit. Right. Exactly, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's fucking rough, because you think taking the fact that I love the band out of it. You know, you, I, I read that post and then I read it again and it yeah. felt fucking wrong. To yeah. Me, right. The second and I, time. And then when you I mean, see it was all wrong these, the first time, it was wrong, I mean, yeah, you almost felt <laughs> bad. It's like, well, it's so shocking, right? Yeah. It's so shocking the right. first time. And then you take a second and then you reread it and you go, this is a fucking wild move of like a legit, like narcissist. Dude. Right. Bro. It's like there's so no funny. excuse for the behavior, no. but also you still want to have empathy. Like, if this is really what it is, a mental yeah. thing, yeah, yeah, you want this person to fucking get, get help, right, you know. Right. But, yeah. but when you're reading the text and and uh, reading the text, mm-hmm. not you know, but reading what was written down, it would. I did the same thing. I read it when he sent it to me the first time. Then I read what the band wrote, right? And then I went and had lunch earlier today. And while I was sitting there, I was going back through and reading stuff. Mm-hmm. prepping for today nice thank you yeah yeah, yeah. Good. just trying to get it down and as i'm reading it I, and i'm get toward i'm like as i'm getting through towards the end i'm doing the same exact thing i'm yeah. like this isn't an apology Mm-mm. this yeah, is a no, i'm sorry this is all. a hey yeah. i'd like to maybe try to keep yeah. my wife although i think she's probably not going to be okay with it you, you know and yeah you're just throwing it out there yeah because real help weird. means hey like hey man i'm sorry you guys i'm gonna go do an intense therapy and Hopefully, when I get done with it, my wife's still there. Right. Because there's rumors. Have you ever heard the rumors of why Through Silver and Blood is called that? Uh, let, I've heard some shit. Have you? I think I had this conversation with Mike Carter. Oh, did you? About okay. that. Oh, okay. Uh, well, what, do you, what, what, do you, what are you going to so say? So what I heard was that <laughs> it, like, th- I mean, this dude is a dark fucking dude. He always has been, right? Uh, I heard there was a point at which he fucking disappeared, locked himself in some weird room, literally painted the walls silver like as a back wall and then cut himself and fucking bled all over him and shit, you know, like in one of his mental fucking breakdowns or that's why it's called through silver and blood. You know what I mean? But I don't know, you know, you never know, you know what these things are. See, but this, this is again where I go back to everybody posts all this stuff about men need to speak up. Men Mm -hmm. need to do all this stuff, but we get so caught up that we can't speak up. We don't feel comfortable speaking up. And then you get in the situation and everybody just starts shitting on your chest 
And then you just, you're going to fucking tighten up even that much more. You know what I mean? This guy is obviously screaming for help. And if what you're saying is true, he's been screaming for help. Oh, yeah. Well, and these things have been going on for years. So then why all of a sudden is everybody going like, we can't believe this is going on? Well, because the the state, this kind of leads me to my statement from neurosis, right? Because I'm wondering like, what the fuck, man? Like, you know, because the the post that you sent me from, what's his name? Sanford Parker. Sanford Parker was pretty damning in the fact that in the same year, 2019, I got a fucking, you know, his post basically says something to the fact that. Email from his wife. 2019, I got an email from Scott's wife that fucking shocked me. So bad to the fact that I had to completely sever ties from him. And and the reason it's coming out now is because his wife, whether it's through abuse or terror or whatever, didn't want the fucking heat, you know, for saying anything. So she told everyone, like, just fucking be quiet about it. You know what I mean? I don't want to go through the public display of fucking terror on top of what we're going through now. You know what I mean? Essentially. So, you know, this is a quick version of Neurosis' statement today. As a band, we parted ways with Scott Kelly in the end of 2019 after learning about severe acts of abuse he committed towards his family over the previous years. In the past, Scott had disclosed his marital difficulties and acts of verbal abuse as well as, as, well as his intention to get help and change his behaviors. Uh, and the information we learned in 2019 made it very clear that Scott had crossed the line. There was no way to come back. We did not share this information out of the respect for his wife's direct request for privacy to honor the family's wish to not let their experience become gossip in a music magazine. Um, with Scott's Facebook post and on, uh, on August 27th, disclosing much of the information publicly, we can finally say what we believe needs to be said. For the last 20 years, we have lived far apart from one another, only saw Scott when we were meeting up to work on music or play shows. <clears throat> we had no idea that the reality was uh, for his family when they were not around. By Scott's uh, own admission, his abuse was intentional, targeted, and closely guarded secret, even from those to the closest to him. Right? So, since 2019, we've made numerous attempts to contact Scott. We wanted to have an honest talk about the status of the band and find out how he and his family were doing, but he's refused to speak for us, to us for the last three years and, in, uh, and, and also refused to take responsibility for his actions, having been through so much with someone for more than 35 years, one would expect some amount of closure, right? So it goes on to say some other stuff, but basically they say there's nothing brave about systematically abusing uh, your child or wife. There's nothing brave about confessing wrongdoing than when you have not done any of the work to change your behavior. There's nothing brave about refusing to speak honestly or speak at all with one of your closest friends and bandmates who have, you have supported and stuck by you for more, most of your life. Um, basically goes on to say that this is this is a fucking megalomaniac way of trying to get ahead of it to not look so bad. Yeah. And this is from his closest friends yeah. in a band of 35 fucking years. You know yeah. what I mean? It's right. it's heartbreaking, dude. It's just fucking weird. I mean, it's weird. You know, there's a lot of false cancellations in the world. Yeah. This is not one. You know what I mean? It's no, like, it, does, it definitely doesn't sound like it. And, and I, I feel awkward talking about this <laughs> because know, I've right? been there. Yeah. yeah you've yeah. been canceled. Yes. Dude. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's... So, I mean, yeah. have you guys talked about this? Or we, we did talk about it last okay. time. Right. We'll talk about right. it. I mean, we can brush on it. I don't think you want to spend a lot of time on yeah, it. Yeah, we don't need to go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. yeah. Jasper. <laughs> um, But it's, it is, it's fucking heartbreaking, dude. And I mean... And they said it perfectly, like, you know, as much as it Jasper. hurt the band, you know what I Come mean? On, as much as it hurt the fucking band, 
imagine what his wife and kids are going through, man. And yeah, I just terrible. feel so fucking yeah. bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I hope they can heal from this, and I hope he can get some help. And you know, yeah, I hope so too. It's it it's it just hurts your soul, dude. But then it's yeah. like I've seen a lot of people going like, "Well, fuck, I'm never gonna listen to Roses again." It's like. What are you doing, man? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Does it devalue you know, the music? Just, How do you feel? No, about I, I that? don't think so. Yeah. But also, it's just hard to believe a, a, a different lineup. You know, right? It's been so, 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 so you, 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 know? you get somebody else, you change the name. You can't. You can't. Yeah. You can't. I mean, it's like people rushing, have done It's it like forever. Pink Floyd changing their name. I mean, as a lyricist, just that yeah. vocal style, yeah. Yeah. that guitar yeah. playing. I mean, it's yeah. oh, it's unfucking real. Yeah, it's so weird. Rough. I mean, how do you do? You add any other like. I, I just don't I don't even know what like and I know we talked earlier it's like you you didn't sleep well I fucking thought about it all night long all day today I've been thinking about it you know what I mean it's like I mean I'm still trying to process it I right. told, like I said it's not like I'm gonna go burn their records I'll still right. listen to the records but it, I feel like now when I hear it all I'm gonna see is, is that, that and right. all I'm gonna think about is that I know and yeah. that sucks I know it yeah. totally sucks it yeah. stains the whole fucking band you know yeah I, I, so think, I think really we should talk about the elephant in the room, and I don't know if everybody knows about this. What? Well, Friday night, we were all hanging out together at the bar, uh-huh. and we had a really good time. We were all drinking and partying and stuff. And on the way home, <laughs> I guess Craig decided to get mouthy with Rosie, and she just kicked his ass and tossed him off in the bushes, man. I mean... We don't talk about that. All of a sudden, we don't talk about the abuse that goes on in the house that oh we're sitting at. But You're such a piece of shit, dude. Craig is on his way home from the bar. We've had a good time. And yeah. then all of a sudden, Rosie just is like, what'd you say? And then just throws him in the bush. Yeah, dude. Literally, and he's just facing the bush, ass up in the air. Argument. Yeah. Dude's driving by, whistling his butt up in the air, man. It is just nobody talks about this, though. You know what I mean? Maybe we need to discuss this. Yeah, cancel this is, Craig. This is yeah. the, Actually, cancel, cancel Craig. my fucking wife. Yeah. Jesus. Cancel you know, my wife, that dude. woman just beat She's your ass. Yeah. It's, it's rough, dude. Dude, no, literally, I got fucking hammered at the bar on Friday. We were walking home. He owns the garage, right? Yeah. So we're walking home, dude, and me and Rosie are giggling. We're laughing. And I don't know what fucking happened, but I think I took about five shots of tequila in yeah. two hours. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm we, fucking yeah. pretty lit, dude. Tequila will we do that. We and she fucking, up. I don't know what happened, but she like pushed me and I fucking flew like head first into these hedges. <laughs> fucking, I'm just laying there. I couldn't get up at all, dude. Like I was fucking like, well, I, this is where I live. Now. You know what I mean? And yeah. so she was laughing hysterically, but right as she did it, I guess some people in a car were driving by and saw the whole fucking thing. And so... I heard other people laughing. I didn't know who they were or where they were, but you could hear them laughing the whole way up the fucking road, dude. Like, we were just fucking around. You know, like, we weren't in a fight at all. We were cracking oh, up. But motherfucker, dude. Oh. There'd be no laughing if the other way around. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. Yeah, that yeah, is very true. She fucking chucked me, dude. Like, oh. She's like, I didn't think I'd push you that hard. He's like, you might, I, you might not have, dude. Yeah. And I went fucking, just like, immediately in the head. Yeah. And then he sent me a picture of, yeah. of the hedges that he went into. And then I took a picture and of the hedges. And it's just... The hedge with a giant round spot in it. It's so fucking it. funny, man. He'll post that. He'll post yeah, that. Post oh, it's so good, dude. I, I, I've been waiting I was all day to out, talk man. about this, especially since we're talking about what the abuse is and all yeah, this stuff. And it looks like a, see, it looks like a bear laid in the fucking <laughs> in the middle. Yeah, see, that's exactly <laughs> what I did. You did. That? I did it. Yeah, that's what I. That's yeah, where, that's where uh-huh. I landed, dude. <laughs> oh, I yeah. laughed. I I must have laughed. 
just guttural oh teared God. laughed for about a half hour. Yeah, just oh my God, that's the best. Man. Oh God, yeah, it was. We was having a good time though. Yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah. no arguments, no fights. She just fucking. Yeah. I was a little off kilter apparently. She fucking. Put you in your place. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you sent know, you into the bush. Yeah. Sent me right into yeah. the bushes, dude. Got home, probably sent you back in the bush again. So what's the plan for the future? You got more music you're working on? What What's out now? Like, give us... I, it's so extensive. Okay, you so, sent me such a massive list of shit. I was like... I know, fuck, I know. Fuck. It's weird. I mean, so what do you got yeah, out so now? Let, what's let, coming let, out? Let's back up let's to, back up. Uh, I don't know, 2019. Okay. I, you know, because 2018 would have been, you know, departure with Intronaut. And the first man I started playing with was Ozorn. Right. It was just kind of per- perfect timing. They, you know, were having troubles with their current drummer, and we were working on Your Killer. Right. Uh, that's uh, We tracked that at uh, Dave Grohl's studio in the Valley. Oh, cool. Studio 606. Did he ever show yeah. up? Yeah. What's, Dave, uh, did Dave he did. I didn't see him, but he didn't see him. you know who I did meet was Pat Smear, and I was Ooh, nearing out because of the germs. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, he that's was awesome. super cool. He Every now and then, he'd pop into the console room and like listen to you know some of the mixes i'm like oh that's cool man total sweetheart fuck yeah in fact he uh let billy and bill or he offered to uh lend some baritone guitars to them because that's what they play oh yeah yeah i think it was like a some rare baritone some rare guitar and billy used one which was awesome those guys were like super sweet i bet but anyways yeah, I played with those guys. Sorry, I played with those guys for a little over a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pandemic happened. Right. You know, uh, Billy ended up moving to uh, Jacksonville, Florida, to be closer to his family. He's got his kids and his mm-hmm. grandson out there. Um, I was having problems with transportation at the time. Also, I was still, you know, leading up to the pandemic. I was in such a like heavy depression. Oh, I know. Yeah. I was binge drinking. It was just. It was just bad timing so ozorn kind of went on hiatus for a little while until right. bill recently pieced together a new lineup right right um yeah and then yeah the avita stuff two eps are out on Bandcamp. i mean you could find that on uh apple music spotify all the uh, we're still an unsigned yeah. project right oh really but okay. yeah but if yeah. you know if you dig super dark progressive metal check it out right yeah um also around that time, I started uh, trading files with a guy named Mike Darren, who's a guitar player. He plays in a death metal band uh, from New York called Circuit of Suns. Oh, yeah. They're insane. Circuit of Suns it's, is Yeah, nuts. it's like yeah. if Dillinger Escape Plan was a death metal mm-hmm. band, like yeah. it's gnarly. Um, so he had all excessive material that didn't necessarily fit Circuit of Suns. It was a little more proggy, a little mm-hmm. more light, a lot of clean stuff. And so he and I started – writing music together over the internet same shit yeah you know we had never played together so in a weird room, man <laughs> yeah uh and started a, a band called erratus mm-hmm. and uh i recorded my drum tracks for this ep literally well over a year now and it's still yeah in the process of still being going done. huh we went through some lineup changes but uh early next month we're gonna have a single available okay so you can actually hear what it sounds like so what's that project called it's called Erratus. Erratus, okay. Yeah. All right. Erratus. So just more kind of progressive metal, post-metal right. kind of stuff. Uh, really pretty, dark. Uh, I can't wait for you to hear it. Right. I feel like I'm talking about all this stuff I know. that's going to yeah, come yeah, out. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, so, yeah, next month we'll have a single, and we're going to finish up that EP, and, you know, hopefully that will be out, you know, shortly thereafter. 
Um, let's see here. Oh, and then I ended up playing drums on the most current Circuit of Suns record. Oh, you did? Okay. Which is still in the process. Right. And we're going to be doing the singles thing as well. I don't know what it is, but I think like EPs are coming back and singles. Yeah. yeah. People have such a short attention oh, span. Dude, it's, uh, yeah. it's kind of good to like yeah. spread music out rather than just like, boom, LP, sit right. on it, year goes by, touring, whatever. I've been saying of, it for years. I have no interest in releasing a record ever again. It's kind of nice. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm nice, backing dude. it. So, we got like six, eight new songs, and we're going to record them all, and we're going to either release them in two EPs, or we're going to release a song every couple months for the next fucking year. Yeah. Why? What's the fucking point? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. we're not on a record label. We're not fucking touring. Right. We're not... T- why? Why fucking release a whole record? Too? And then especially, <laughs> you know, during the pandemic, yeah. there was really no rush. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and so, I think that seeing, like, seeing how things are starting to come out. Yeah. Is, like, you just see, like, all these people that have sat on stuff throughout the pandemic. Right. And now, like, there's been, like, five insane comedy specials that have come out right. in, like, the last two weeks. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and all these people are just like, okay, we've been doing this. Now it's time. Right. Let's, let's, you know, yeah. you guys just leave us alone. Now yeah. we're gonna we're gonna start putting this stuff out there. And and I think personally that giving somebody a little treat leads to the whole plate. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. You start off with the appetizer. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And, uh, oh, I wanted yeah. to mention uh, this Erotus release we mm-hmm. recorded with uh, Kevin, the guitar player at Dillinger Escape Plan at Backroom Studios in New Jesus. Jersey. So I flew out there during Did the you? pandemic oh, okay. and tracked drums cool. for that. That's and awesome. so it's gonna, it's legit. It's, it sounds I bet. amazing. It's just yeah. taking yeah. some time. And that's the problem. Like, you know, when you don't have a record label, you don't, you don't have the fire under your ass. Right. right. You have yeah. no deadline. And when yeah. it's in your own hands, you can kind of take your time with it. And I'm but don't of, you think I'm, that could create a better product? I guess your shit's yeah. done though. You're like done, right? right. So you've no, done your part. You no, know? you're absolutely <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah. But also, yeah. You, yeah. you can o- over obsess over it. Right. Yeah. It's, and you're like, oh, yeah. no, wait, I could do better. Or like, I don't like that. Like, yeah. no, just, just, just get let it, it done. Go. Yeah. I mean, just, so. they were just talking about, I don't know if it was Abbey Road or Let It Be, but they were just talking about the Beatles. I was just listening to somebody talking about mm-hmm. that they did all these albums, but this one album, and it was when Yoko was around, all that, it was like, we have to get this done. Oh yeah, it was in the, this the, amount of time. So right? then you're was like, it "Let it be." Yeah, was I think it, it was "Let it be," and they're right. like, "Okay, so you have this amount of time." And so all these all star are like, "Well, we just have to work on it every, every single day, day. Yeah. and every day you have to go in, you have to put in the work, mm-hmm. and then you at the end of the day you're done." But it, Eight o'clock in the morning, right. you're, you're back there. at it. That's they talk about that. That's what job. they did to get that album For out sure. there, yeah. you know. And so, yeah. I think you know there is the 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 beauty of the freedom of just going like, "Hey, man, let's do that." But when you got a bunch of high level rock stars, you need that person that goes, "Hey, guys, let's reel this in. We got a and deadline. Let's get here. it out there. Yeah, yeah. 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 you, you know, because it yeah. then you end up with something where you're like, well." I laid the tracks out six months ago. Yeah. Let's where are we at? Yeah, literally, you know? Aratus and Circuit of Suns. Both my drum tracks for those records are over a year. Are you over old. a year old? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's in the process, and I assure yeah. you, in the next couple of months, it you're going to hear some yeah, stuff. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah, not to dwell on everything. And then there's another project called The Mana, which is uh, ex and current members of Cephalic Carnage, oh, Job Jesus. for a Cowboy. Oh, okay. 
Um, I get and this stuff, I don't know. If, I, I made a post a while back talking about a band, and I coined the term uh, uh, "relapse records era." Yeah, sound. <laughs> yeah, because it's so. If you can imagine dude, what yeah. that sounds like, yeah. it's just yeah, relapse it's records. Techie, shit, it's techie. It's death metal. Back. It's hardcore. It's got all those elements of all those bands you like, and right. uh, the people involved in this band. All played in bands on Relapse Records, all right. of us, you know? So that I'm super excited about. That's cool. That was the last thing I tracked. I, I did my drums with Armand oh, okay. here at yeah. Captain's Quarters in I Ventura. And he's my go-to guy. Like, yeah. honestly, working with all these guys in, um, you know, other cities and states, I just track my drums with Armand, send the files, and then they do their stuff at yeah. their studios. And yeah. Armand makes... Things so easy, dude. And he has and the he, best drum room. He ever really does. Yeah, he, high ceilings. I know. And it's amazing. Great acoustics. Yeah, it's and he's so fucking good at what he does. You know what I mean? And you're just like you get in there and you're like, no fucking issues, no problems. Get in, get it done. Sounds fucking good. Every. I mean, my band's been recording them forever. You know, what I mean? every almost every record we've ever done has been with Armand. Yeah, it's just so you know, comfortable. You know. Yeah, it is. That studio is yeah. really comfortable, and working with him is great. Yeah. Um, that's oh yes, nice. and speaking of the cephalic stuff, I've helped them out quite a bit mm-hmm. again. I've been doing session work for those guys oh, on okay. and off. Yeah. So I, I've known those guys for almost twenty years. Like the first time I toured with them, you know, up at Battle was still yeah, for sure. You know, we did contamination and um started doing session work as far back as two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. Anyways, First show back since the pandemic was um, Psycho Las Vegas 2021. Oh, you just went to – did you play? You Not played. this year, Not last this year. Not last year, okay. Last right, year. Right, so right. that was literally my first show, real yeah. show that big yeah. since the pandemic, yeah. which was just a trip, you know, playing with, you know, Macedon and Mutoid Man and Obituary Everybody. and yeah. Goat Ore, all these How bands. is that festival? I want to go every year and I never go. So amazing. Is it awesome? I'm going this year. Like year, super wild. I fucking want to go. You know, they have like four different stages and everything is staggered. And yeah. you pull out a little map like you're at Disneyland yeah. or something. I'm like, okay, this band ends at this time. It's like and a we heavy gotta, metal. got to run over park. to this stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was amazing. Um, yeah. Especially catching up with everyone. Yeah. High and fire. You know, all, all these dudes, all these old friends. Yeah. And then um, this year we did um, Maryland Death Fest, which was a lot of fun. And then yeah. we were direct support. Basically for Sepultura, okay, under the name Cavalera, which is the oh. brothers, yeah. So Igor which and Max Cavalera, awesome. which who are Sepultura, I guess back in '96 they, the band parted ways. Mm-hmm. I don't really know the details about that, but yeah, Cavalera Conspiracy has been doing their own thing, right. and they've been doing a series of tours, doing certain records in right. their entirety. So this time around was Beneath the Remains. Ooh. And Arise, oh, you know, they're classic so yeah, the thrash albums yeah. um, with a, a couple hired guns. Uh, they had the bass player of Soulfly playing mm-hmm. bass and the guitar player of uh, Possessed and a newer band called Gruesome. Mm-hmm. So that was my first tour since 2018. Right. And it was right. super surreal. I was super nervous. Yeah, because it's got it like, you know, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but it's, it has to feel good. With what you went through, with mm. all the shit you went through, you know, get the accusations, the fucking yeah. chaos, losing all your sponsors, losing every band you've done. You're back. It's, I mean, and this well, is the sponsors what never went anywhere. Oh, the sponsors said, never yeah. went anywhere. Uh-huh. Okay, that's yeah. good. Uh, but, I mean, you're talking about years of building back 
at this right. point, right? What? You, how many years are you built? Are you? Yeah, they, we're talking. We're coming up on f- four years. Four years, four and now years you're now, now yeah. you're like. And then I know that some publications have re- have retracted some retracted articles, articles. Yeah. which never is going to fucking vindicate no. any or like, no. you know what I mean. But it is nice, right? But it's got to feel they, super nice. Yeah. Instead yeah. of retract, how about they just put a big article out that says, "Hey, look, man, this is what he's working on now. We screwed up." Yeah. Check well, that's it out. very that's risky too. Yeah. You know? It's risky, but they don't have a problem chopping your head off. Right. Well, it's sensationalism, be, and it's yeah. a yeah. good article, and you know. So, yeah. but you can still come back and make, you know, you can still come back and go, "Hey, look, this is what he's doing now." Yeah. This is what happened. Yeah, but it obviously it, didn't go nowhere. But if you so. have no true way, <laughs> not, you don't no have a way to prove, truly yeah. clear your name, then it's still a little uh, i don't know yeah you know yeah i understand it's rough dude yeah. but it it's, it has to feel good to but I, you know like, I, i've known the cephalic boys forever yeah. right. and uh you know i'm in no way in their band they uh so john merriman who's been their drummer for ages mm-hmm. on all their albums quit recently there's patrice hamlin who was the fill-in I was the fill-in for the fill-in. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just the fill-in. Patrice okay. is their <laughs> main. <laughs> and when Patrice can't do something, yeah. that's when I step in. You're on the fucking A-list now. Right. Yeah. So, which, you know. That's awesome, man. More often than not, they've needed help. And, you know, they're bros, and they, they know the deal. They're yeah. not worried about. But it does have to. Yeah. It does got to feel good for you. I mean, just so to good. be back and moving and doing the thing, man, I'm stoked for you. And just associate yeah. with everyone, run into yeah. uh, friends' bands, bands that I've toured with. People in different cities and states, they're right. like, and like you're saying, they're saying the same thing. Oh, it's so good to see you. I on know. Road again. Man. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. You know? awesome, so, yeah. Well, fuck yeah, man. Well, dude, I really appreciate you coming on the pod, dude. Absolutely. It was yeah, awesome this is to have great, you. man. Thanks for having me again. Studio. Welcome back anytime, especially yeah. when all the other records, the thousand records you're working on, come out. Yeah. And, <laughs> if and, they ever, maybe they'll come out 10 years from now. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. And, and for everybody <laughs> yeah. that's lost on all the different bands that, Dan and Craig have sat here and talked about. Uh, Craig's going to put them in the. I will list the, a bunch of bands yeah, in the so because yeah. it 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 I'm I am yeah. so yeah. like man I got a lot of listing to there's do a, man there's, there's a lot there's, of deep so, cuts yeah, talked yeah. about on this podcast yeah <laughs> yeah man it was really really yeah. cool yeah, yeah it's so much fun man I appreciate you being here brother oh. yeah appreciate you guys all right awesome. let's get the fuck out of here huh yeah let's do it all right all right push Bye. me in a bush there you go. <laughs>